Welcome to the Nerd Gospel Podcast, where we encourage sluggards to go to the ant man and consider his ways and be wise. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to just say yeah. go to ant man. Yeah, yeah, go to the ant man. But you did an ant comma. Go see the ant man. Man. Consider his w- not wise ways and be wise. Got it. Uh, I love that word sluggard. We've talked about it in the past, but we don't use it enough. So call your neighbor a sluggard if he's do it. Just call somebody a sluggard today. Just good morning, sluggard. It's a good word. Good morning, sluggard. <laughs> I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Before we get into the news, I want to congratulate Brandon and Justin uh, of the Two Thieves podcast on episode 100100. Congratulations. If you didn't know, Jeremy and I are a part of a secret society that we don't talk about uh, because it's secret, mm-hmm. but we can tell you guys because you're our friends. Yep. And it's called the SORP, the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Anyways, the Two Thieves are in that uh, group, and it's been 100 episodes. This is episode 39. For us. So we still have... You know, if you did math, 57 <laughs> episodes. Well, <laughs> get there. 57 plus 39 uh, is 100. Plus 39 kids. is 100 or 7. Uh, anyway, so we're excited about that. Congratulations. Is, is their last name Takax? Uh, well, Justin is How do you say it? Oh, Lockhart? Brandon is Takax. I don't know how you okay. say it. Okay, I thought I've they were brothers. Spoken. Well, J- Brandon and Justin. They're brothers I, don't know. I thought you guys were brothers. Hey, you're brothers in Christ. Well there done. Uh, let's get right to the news. Enough of that. Let's talk San Diego Comic Con. So it's been a, it's been a little while since we've recorded. We've been having kind of off and on. Jeremy started a brand new like class. Yep. That he's doing. That's so cool. Education. Education. Pray for that. Just mm-hmm. pray. Say, Lord, be with Jeremy's class. He'll know. God knows exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, so we've been out of the game for a little bit. Uh, so let's talk San Diego Comic Con. You watched some of these trailers. I think I watched all of the ones that you have here. Okay. All right. So the big news. I mean, there's a ton of news that came out. Marvel skipped this year. Right. So DC kind of reigns supreme, and they for the first show, time ever. Yeah, they showed their trailer. Well, they've you know they've had years in the past where they've done some stuff. Not as far as reigning supreme, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I don't even know if they reign supreme here. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about. It. So the first trailer that we're going to talk about is Shazam. Mm. Shazam. Do you know about this? I watched the trailer. Okay. And I know about the yeah character Billy line Batson. A bit. He's a kid, an yep. orphan. Yep. And he gets on a train, a subway train, and he comes out into a into a, a giant cave. Mm-hmm. And there's a wizard there, of course, named named Dumbledore. Yep. And he says, if you'll say my name, oh, Shazam, you'll say my name, Shazam, Dumbledore, you'll get my Dumbledore, powers. Dumbledore, 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 like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> you'll get my powers. Uh, is, is that George Lopez playing the, the, the wizard sounded like George Lopez. Oh, I don't know. Ah, wouldn't it be weird if it was? That's a weird choice in wizard. <laughs> is George Lopez. Anyways, he gets these powers. Uh, do you, what do you think? Of the whole trailer? Yeah, the whole trailer. What do you think? Uh, I really liked, I Guy think I saw, Chuck. I saw something different, uh, but okay. I really liked the parts with the kid. I was like, oh, this is... No, I like the kid parts. Yeah, this is like a... It was Aquaman I didn't like the kid It's going to be a coming for... Oh, that's right. Yeah. A coming of age yeah. with powers yeah. story, which yeah. is great. I don't like Chuck, okay. whatever his name is. Oh, Chuck, yeah. As Shazam. Shazam is supposed to be gigantic. Well, he is... Yeah, okay. So he's... And he doesn't look gigantic. No, he looks it, normal they actually size padded, in a suit. And they padded the suit, And too. it's obvious. Yeah, it's pretty obvious, too. Especially after seeing, yeah. like... Uh, Henry Cavill, Superman, and just yeah, like we've huge. seen jacked yeah. actors yeah. doing all these Hugh, roles. Hugh Jackman, yeah. Jackman. They Jack even Man. named him after how you Jack see he that was. man in his deadlift videos. Yeah. He's got actually You're got right. muscles. You're right. Anyway. Yeah, the you know the part I actually didn't like was the contrast of the kid with the actor playing Chuck because the kid's all like, "I'm a snarky orphan," <laughs> uh-huh. and then the actor playing Chuck was like. Hey, I'm everything's great. I'm a dorky kid. Yeah, I'm a dorky kid, and Instead you're like, a well, kid. yeah, like that's not schnark. interesting. So I don't know. We'll see about that. I, this could be a good. I think it'll be a fun movie for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I don't know how great it'll be. I don't know if it'll you know ring out in the the anal annals of history. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to. It'll be it'll be good enough. <laughs> the annals of history. Yes, we got. That's it. what I meant to say. Yeah. Aquaman. Uh, this is about a man fish fish man. It's- who is the king of Atlantis? What do you think? I actually like I like this one better than the Shazam trailer, but people were disagreeing with me. I know you didn't like it, but you don't like it. You didn't like him in Justice League. Well, no, yeah, you don't, and terrible. you didn't know who he was. You're like, well, he's Curry. What's so, his name? Yeah, now we're gonna get the backstory, and yeah. we're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, they should. Do you get cares? the feeling that these th- movies should have been before Justice League, and then maybe I would have liked yeah. it? Yeah, a little well, bit. yes, they should have been before. Yes. but DC wasn't willing to wait. Yeah, they wanted they to catch up all wait. at once. Yep. So instead, we just got. That's the Whatever it was, uh, Aquaman. I think it looked fine. the The opening part with the kid, I can't stand. I there are good kid actors, mm. then there are just 
rancid kid actors. Kids you hate. Well, yeah, no kidding. Well, I don't hate anybody <laughs> except for Satan and Sin there, Jeremy. Good try. You tried to catch me. But you really despise uh, him. But I don't like, yeah, I don't like certain kid actors, okay? Yeah. Same thing with like female comedians. There are some female comedians which I think are genuinely funny. Like Kristen Wiig, I really like. And then there are other comedian females who are like, I just don't get what you're doing, right? Why? Why I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, saying, I'm just using. Well, okay. Well, I don't, it could be anybody. Like, I don't like you said male comedians. comedians. All right. All right. You're trapping me here. <laughs> See, you're trying to get me. You're, you're trying to get me to say I hate women and I hate kids. You just said it. Oh, I did. You're right. Edit that. He, I hate women. I hate kids. Uh, Aquaman will be fine. It'll be fine. The part with the sharks at the end, the big epic shark battle. <laughs> that looks cool, right? No. Okay, sharks with lasers. Stupid. Get out of here. <laughs> Did you? I posted this thing on the Facebook page on our Nerd Gospel Facebook page, which you can join. Um, I posted it. It's this contrast between the Black Panther trailer, yeah, and the Aquaman trailer. It's mm-hmm. literally, it's exactly alike. It's nearly frame for frame. It's literally frame for frame, and even the story is kind of the same thing, yeah. right? Well, why rewrite something that's not good? Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. So, my friend who uh, is a is a filmmaker and was lived in, lived in Los Angeles for a while. He actually said, "Well, it's probably the same guy who edited both trailers, like literally oh, right. the same guy." So it's probably just some guy phoning it in Pulling because clips. the studios will do that. They'll right. get pick one company and do that. So I'll give him a little bit of a bendy room, yeah, bendable room, Whoa. Gumby room, Gumby. The next trailer here was Venom. Now, this, this looks awesome to me. This is Marvel. Now I had a we had a big thing talking about this today. I talked about it online where uh, this is in association with Marvel, mm. and this is key to remember because people always go, "Oh, Marvel!" Like with Fantastic Four, right. Ugh, Marvel, blah blah. What happens is a studio not all not all the properties are owned by Marvel, okay, or Disney. This is owned by Sony, and when they made their landmark deal of Sony and Marvel, what happened was Marvel got Spider Man, and Sony got to keep everything else. What? So this is technically Sony. With Marvel's association, okay? That's all it is. Okay. So this will not actually be tied in with the MCU whatsoever. Like, Spider-Man won't even be in it. They won't even tie the story No, in? No, it's completely separate universe. Interesting. With all of Spider-Man's villains, but no Spider-Man. Is that true of the uh, the Spider-Man cartoon coming out? Yes. Spider-Verse? Well, Sp- Spider-Verse is a little different because it's animated, and there's whole different property rights with animated stuff versus live action. It's, it's too very confusing. Well, this is why the Fox deal... It's such a big deal, okay? Because now they get all of that. Disney gets X-Men, uh, Fantastic Four. I mean, when I heard that the deal went through, like it was like Christmas morning for me. I woke up, I was smiling. I had a new lease on life. <laughs> it was like, you know, it's like I just survived a major surgery. It was wonderful. But then I that- kissed my wife. I saw her in a whole new <laughs> light. My kids, I, I was happy for, for the first time in years, right? But is that done now? Or is Yeah, that- oh, it's done. Okay, hands so have been shaken. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, but hands have been shaken. Well, before. there's the, the gripper. It was a firmer grip. And then they came back this for time. more money. <laughs> Comcast wasn't like slipping their hand in on the handshake this time. Okay, uh, last the last little trailer I'll talk about here was Godzilla. Did you see that one? I think I might have missed that. King one. of the Monsters. Here's what I'm confused on, and maybe somebody listening knows: Is this one tied in with the previous Godzilla movie that was with Brian Cranston? Do you remember this one? Yes, because that one was actually pretty good. It was okay. Yeah, it's fine. But I don't know if it's tied in. I, I don't know. So maybe it's this whole separate thing. Whatever. I don't know. Actually, now that I think about that, that wasn't good. It, was, no, it was. Well, it was the okay. Monster's motivations were very confusing. Yeah. You're like, why is, why is he angry? What are they? But up? then he would stop about? and be nice. Helpful. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm here to help. Yeah, yeah, he's like this in this one too. So I don't know. It looks cool, and the Claire de Lune in the background was like, "Ooh, dun, dun. have you? You haven't seen this? So we'll have to, I'll have to look it up." Okay, uh, so let's move on from that. I saw Mission Impossible Fallout uh, a few last week, mm-hmm. or maybe two weeks ago. Man, it was fantastic. Okay. I can't like if you just take Tom Cruise away from his real life personality and you pretend like he's really Ethan Hunt you will enjoy this movie so much more <laughs> like because real life Tom Cruise is bonkersville, but he's fantastic in these movies. Huh. He doesn't like, he does all his own stunts basically. I mean, it's really fantastic. It's a, it's in my top 10, like all time action. I loved it. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, showed me the video of where he goes, uh, jumping. With oh the my word. Carpool yeah. Karaoke guy. What's yeah. his name? Yeah. I don't- Carpool karaoke guy. Yeah. You know, and they go, uh, it's a big, long yeah, uh, yeah, YouTube yeah. video. But Corbin. Corbin. It's hilarious. Corbin. James? James Jim? Corbin? James Corbin. James Corbin. I think we actually Corbin got that Dallas. right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. James Corbin. Yeah, man, go see that movie. I can't. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, here's, my, here's my transition. I got in to see it with not using my movie pass. 
Because MoviePass, you know what MoviePass is now? I don't think this so. This is this little card that you, I paid a yearly subscription for this card, and I can go see one movie for free every single day. I mean, not for free. I paid for it. But for whatever, every single day for a month. I can oh, go wow. see 30 for a whole year. Okay, so I paid for this. So I've been seeing all these movies for free, basically, or whatever I paid for, what $70 or $80, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, MoviePass is slowly, it's not slowly dying. It's just dying really fast, actually. Oh, no. And what happened was, like, they went from 300,000 subscribers to 5 million very quickly, and they couldn't keep paying for things. So they had to take Mission Impossible out because they couldn't pay for the tickets. Oh. Then they had to buy a loan. They had to get a loan of, like, $6 million to pay for all the movie tickets for one day. It was ridiculous. So now they're just slowly dying. So they didn't have a scalable profit yeah, model. Yeah, it was a mess. And oh, so no. you nobody could go see Mission Impossible. Now they've changed it to like, now it's not free if you want to. Anyways, it's a mess. So if you have movie pass, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a train wreck. It's mm. garbage. So, mm. uh, so here, here we have a new segment. I talked about this two episodes ago, maybe. Yep. Yeah, about a Space Force segment. And our friends, so man, we've already highlighted two, Le- two Thieves podcasts. Yes. Now we're going to highlight the Fast God Stuff podcast. We challenged Conrad and Jesse to make us a song. Well, Conrad answered the call. Jesse didn't do anything. Jesse did absolutely. Z- so I don't want to even highlight him. I thought about yeah. not even mentioning his name. He's on the podcast. Yeah. So he's shunned. Yeah. He's been shamed. There you go. We did, we, you know what? We don't affirm him. We deny the, him. We deny him. Yeah, he's denied. <laughs> but comrade, so this is uh, we affirm comrade. We affirm comrade, and here is the new space force theme. Uh, it's epic, and then we'll jump right in. All right, that was awesome. Uh, Jeremy actually has never heard that, so I gotta play it for him. Anyways, it's that's so the cool. first time you heard it. It's so Except cool. I've never heard it because because <laughs> we actually didn't play it right there, but we edited in. You got to hear it. You got we to hear just it sat here before, and stared at You each got other. to hear it before Jeremy heard it. Incredible. <laughs> that is weird. So here's our Space Force uh, news for the week. Mm-hmm. This is coming from militarytimes.com. So you know it's a fact checked. What well, you know it's this not is legit. Gov, so. Okay. Here's what it says. It says, "Does the United Space or st- does the United Space um, <laughs> jumping great, jumping a hundred years website. in the future, the United Space of, Amer- of America, does the United States need a space force? Question mark. Mm. How about a space corpse? Corps? Core? Core? Question mark. <laughs> Take the S off if it's going to be corpse. Core. Maybe a space guard? Question mark. Here's what it says. President Trump, Donald Trump." Recently repeated his call for a Space Force, a separate and new military branch. Brilliant idea. Albeit one that would be much smaller in size than the currently dominant forces, such as the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps. That's old school stuff. We don't talk about that. We're, all, we're looking to the future. Space Corps. In, in this area, Congress has the power to, whether to create such a force, which they need to, as of the most recent version of the National Defense Authorization Act. The legislative body has tasked the Pentagon with creating a subordinate unified command to cover space. Anyway, so this article is saying, listen, we got a whole bunch of uh, smart people together. They got these like in a conference, they had this big conference with three smart people. And they said, do we need a space force? Guess what all three of them said? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. So they were all wrong. Those three people were wrong. There's that was no a conference. Conflict okay. in space. Well, on the on the right. other side of this, somebody had tasked some designers with creating a Space Force logo. Okay. And this could only go right. <laughs> all right. Now I posted this on our Facebook page as well. This uh famed world designer, I'm told, mm. named Milton Glaser or mm. Glazier. He made a space badge and it's quite hilarious. You need to look it up. It's just Trump's head, the outline of his head. And it says space on it on his head with arrows. To both sides. Pointing. And now we can just laugh at on that. Right. I don't care who you voted for. Just laugh. We can just have. Yeah. I don't care who. In the words of, you know, Larry the Cable Guy, I don't care who you are. It's funny. Right. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and then here's another article. Pentagon reportedly started working on Trump's Space Force without congressional approval. Mm. So on one side, here it is. We have three experts who say, don't need it. Right. In the middle, we have got great artists, great designers going, here's how silly this is. And then on the other side, we have Pentagon going full steam ahead. 
<laughs> so I love that. That's they'll, they'll catch up to us. They'll catch up to. I mean, we're gonna. We know on our end that we know this is what needs to happen, right? We've been wary of the reptilian overlords. Space Elon Musk knows, right? <laughs> Jeremy's just, I, I just. That's enough news. That's know. enough news. We've had way too much fun with that. Uh, let's talk James Gunn. Yeah. So there's no way we could do an episode without uh, touching on this. And I think we're going to have an interesting conversation because I actually, I've thought a long and hard about this and I've still kind of go back and forth on it. Mm. So if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, James Gunn, who is the director of and writer of the Guardians of the Galaxy films and probably producer, mm. he does everything. Mm-hmm. He had 10,000 tweets, okay, 10,000 tweets that he deleted that were very graphic. 10,000? In nature. 10,000. That is new information. Yeah, 10,000. Wow. And they were very graphic, um, kind of g- way, definitely going beyond the idea of funny, right? Or what we would think is comedic, I guess. It's really gross yes. stuff. You would have to find uh, a very, very particular sick. kind of comedian yeah. that thinks that that's comedy. Yeah, a demented person who would give a really good laugh at these stuff. Right. Um, dealing with pedophilia and just other stuff. And it's worse. really gross and worse. You can imagine that. Um, so, so you know, Disney reacted to this very strongly in this kind of outrage culture in this day and age. You have to nip it in the bud very quickly. It makes sense what Disney did. Yep. They fired them. Now, what doesn't make sense is Disney, you have to imagine a company like Disney knew about this, hmm. right? I mean, you'd have to imagine they vetted these people before they hired them, okay? Yeah. And these are old tweets. And six years ago, I think, he actually apologized for this already. Right. So Disney, they're not completely out of the woods here on this, right? And I think these were like 10-year-old tweets. It was a while back. Whatever. Okay, yeah. so I'm just trying yeah. to give context here. Well, in the aftermath of all this, you had people who were silent, some people who were outraged, some people who were happy about it. Well, recently there's a petition with 300,000-plus signatures of people who want him back. Mm-hmm. Okay, The whole entire Guardians of the Galaxy cast uh, wrote an open letter basically saying, we want to forgive him, we want to bring him back. Yeah. And they all signed it. Right. Okay. Uh, possible reinstatement. Now there's talks that maybe... Bob Iger's on vacation, so maybe when he gets back, he's the Disney CEO guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he will. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we don't know what's happening. Um, how do we handle this? Have you? I mean, you've had some time to think about this. I want to hear what your thoughts overall on this. Well, because it is confusing to me. Like, how I handle it in my personal heart. If you were Disney. Oh. If you were Disney. Because I was going yeah, to go the easy way. Okay, let's do both. If which you, is, it has nothing to do with me, so. Okay, well, there you go. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't get outraged at things that are happening 17 yeah. Uh, moves away from my life. Like, okay, I, I couldn't. I could not care less. Seven degrees what of James separation. James Gunn is doing or isn't doing. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't Bacon. boycott the movie if he directed Guardians. Yeah, 3, neither would I. I'm not a boycotter uh, unless the offensive material that was in those tweets is now included in Guardians Three. Yeah, and then I would boycott the yeah. actual. Yeah, if it was rated R, and it was. Yeah, I assume that everybody producing uh, content has some horrible part of their personality yeah. or their past. Because I believe in total depravity. Okay, so, so you wake up now. You wake up. You look in the mirror, and some, suddenly you're Bob Iger. Oh man, the CEO of Disney. What do you do? I would uh, quit with all the money that I have. Would you? Would you have fired? Would you and fire just him? go on a permanent vacation? Would you have fired? Uh, oh, what do you think? Um, I would. It's kind of like See, what that's you said. What I'm saying. Like I think so because your responsibility is to you know your shareholders and employees and all of that. It's yeah. not to this guy that directed these great movies. Yeah. Your responsibility is to protect the company that you like. That's your stewardship. You're actually in charge of this thing, and you have to yeah. worry about it above all other things. So then, it kind of has nothing to do with what the right thing to do is. It's what's right, considering your position. Yeah. In which case, I think this all I I would fire him as well. But it it goes back to if they knew, if they had known about this, I may have I may come out and say, listen, we knew about this. We should have handled this at the time. We should have announced whatever. We should have told him to delete his stupid Twitter account and set a, you know, just make a new one, whatever. Right, you know, right. I don't know what, I don't know why if he was ashamed of this, he wouldn't have deleted it. I would have deleted it and just stopped, right? Yeah. Anyways, but, but if I'd known that, I maybe would have defended him and said, listen, we're going to punish him in some way, slap his hand. We're going to take away his Twitter. We're going to ask, we're going to ask him to do some sort of rehab. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't know about it, I would have fired him immediately. Not even a thought in my mind. I would have said, nope, done, right? right. So I think Disney, like I said, I don't think Disney's, comes all way like clean. Like I don't think they washed their hands of James Gunn and been like, we are you know innocent of this like yeah, pilot type. I don't thing. even think they're trying to do that. I don't think it's guilt by association. I think it's uh, like you, it's now my turn. Like, yeah, if we're, we're playing a game and it's my turn now, so I have to do something. Yeah, and I can't, would you reinstate him? Do, do you think something. they should reinstate him? 
Uh, Do you I, think he's been punished enough? It depends. It depends on the <laughs> circumstance. Like again, it's all about Disney. Yeah. It has nothing to do with him. So, so the easy, the easier answer, like like you talked about, is in our own personal lives. So, as as believers, I can look at James Gunn and I can say, you know what, what you did was lousy. Mm-hmm. I think you're suffering the consequences of that being being fired. But yeah, there's forgiveness in Christ, mm-hmm. and you can be forgiven of that, and you can find peace from that old life, and you can, you know, you'll still go on to make movies. I'm sure, just not with Disney, not with a family owned company, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And so uh, that's the Christian response is I think we say, listen, he's su- sin has real consequences. Yeah. He's experiencing that. And I think, you know, somebody asked me about this and I said, Hollywood right now, I think what God is doing in Hollywood is really something as believers we need to be re- seeing. Yeah. Because this is Babylon. I mean, America really is Babylon in many ways. We've talked about this in the past. Yeah. But Hollywood is being, there's a reckoning happening in Hollywood. Yeah. Things that had gone on way past sins that they thought were done in the dark are now being exposed to the light. With and severe consequences. With severe consequences. Whole lives are being destroyed that they've built up, right? These towers, these Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And so I told somebody, I said, I hope, maybe it was you. I said, I hope Chris Pratt says, come to my farm and let's talk Bible. Mm-hmm. And he finds, pe- because James Gunn, I think we talked in the past, he's a Catholic. He was a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, has some belief in God, but, you know, obviously nothing we would, you know, count as a true believer. Yeah. But I would, I would love it if Chris Pratt... And some other buddy, you know, they got together and they got discipled. And man, it would just be incredible to see what God, if God could move through Hollywood in, in a, a like a massive thing of Jonah yeah. and Nineveh, like, yeah. and repentance. Oh my goodness. It would be, I would just leap for Jonah. It would be a fantastic. Can you imagine if, if repentance and the revival that this, this nation needs comes from California? Yeah. Could you imagine that? It would be if Sodom, quite a display. Sodom looks at the rest of the nation and says, we've repented. We've, yeah. I mean, it'd just be, oh, my goodness. Well, but then, I mean, you look at the Bible, and you've got Nineveh. I know. And then you've got Sodom, Gomorrah. Well, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> it sends chills down my, my, my spine thinking what God could do sure. through Hollywood to the rest. I mean, that's where we get our, man. All right, so let's get on. Let's move on. But I just wanted to talk about that. I wanted to touch on it because I'm sure somebody has been thinking about it and wrestling with it. I've been wrestling with it. Sure. And so here we are. Yep. So, uh, James Gunn, if you if you're listening, uh, we love you. We're praying for you. And um, man, there's peace in Christ. And for anybody else who's listening and struggled in the past or is a new creation now, yeah. uh, we're celebrating with you, going moving from death to life. Like I'm, I'd be ashamed if stuff I said ten years ago, fifteen years ago, was brought to the light when I was sixteen. You know, I mean, I was young and foolish, but still, like, I'm not who I was. Yeah, so praise there's stuff God. on my Facebook page that I should probably go delete. Yeah, praise God. Because, uh, but all of that is uh, nailed to the cross in Christ. Exactly. So let's get to the main events. We're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp and laughter, joy, happiness. We're going to talk about it all. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we saw Ant-Man a couple weeks back, maybe months months back? What? When was know. it? It's been I don't some know. time. It's been some time. Whenever it's it first been, came out. It's been some time. So there's no need for spoiler alerts because I'm sure anybody who's li- going to listen to this has seen it or at least knows something that about and it. And if, if not, go ahead and, and pause if, it now. If not, go ahead and go see the movie. Go see the movie and then come back. <laughs> Use your movie pass. You can <laughs> actually do that one. Those are gone. Uh, so let's do the first question here. Did you enjoy it, Jeremy? I did. I All right, had done. such a good Perfect. time. It was so fun. <laughs> we, Jeremy and I saw this together. We, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was really, and it was a nice, nice palate cleanser <laughs> after, after Avengers. Yeah. Uh, because I, so I saw it with um, one of my youth kids and it was so funny. We got to the very end of the movie mm-hmm. and this spoiler alert, mm-hmm. there's really nothing that ties it to Avengers. And he looks at me, this kid named Jack, and he goes, if they don't, if they don't tie this in with Avengers, if they don't come back and everybody's dusted or ashed, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to be fur- furious. And I said, me too. You know, cause it was just like, we were waiting for that tie in because yeah. Kevin Feige, had told said us. There is no time. He said it was a huge time. Like, this was big deal. Yeah. Well, if you waited around for the end credits, right. you know there was. So we're jumping ahead. But Not a huge tie-in. Not a huge just, tie-in. They showed the timeline. Yeah, it was line. a nod. Right. It was a nod. Although, what in the... Anyway. Like... What? Sorry. <laughs> if that's the timeline, yeah. then there's aliens attacking the world. No, the New same- York. They're in San Francisco on the other side of the map. Yeah, but this is... The- 24-hour news cycle. Like, it happens like a period of three days, and they don't know what's... But it's just another alien attack. Like, just another- They've probably gotten used to this. Like, And it's only in New York, and it's only for like 10 minutes. It's in Wakanda, too. Yeah, but Wak- nobody knows that Wakanda exists. They do, now, they do now at the end of Black Panther. <laughs> That's right. Keep yeah, this like, continuity straight. People probably don't know what's... They don't have news cameras over in Wakanda. 
Anyway, and nobody's on Titan going like, we're not reporting him from Titan. <laughs> uh, nobody even knew Titan existed. So, yeah, it, I loved it. I loved it. Let's talk the characters. Okay. I, and arguably, I included him first because he's arguably my favorite character in the whole movie, not about him. Mm-hmm. Luis. Mm-hmm. I think he's everybody's favorite character. Yeah, people, I, people love him. Yeah, I posted a, a picture of Luis and it says, I want to hear on Avengers 4, I want him to recap everything right. and do it. Oh, man, you won't believe Tony said this. And this. <laughs> I wish I could do an impersonation because yeah. that would be like the most valuable impersonation yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But to actually be able to like rattle it off as quickly as he does. Oh, my goodness. Awesome. He's awesome. Luis is consistently funny throughout the whole movie. And he mm-hmm. he delivers some of the biggest laughs. There's really when he's uh, there's a part where he's being interrogated, sort of. He's really just being questioned. True serum. But it's, but it's under threat. Is that true serum? Yeah. No, it is not. But like, there's this moment where it seems like it's going to be a regular interrogation. Like, oh, yeah. like his, he looks scared. <laughs> and then he just like asks the question. He's like, so is this going to be okay? Or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Something like that. Oh, and is this true, Sarah? It's like so funny. <laughs> so funny. Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga. Uh, yeah, that's a great scene. Uh, what about Ant-Man? What about old pa- Paul Rudd? Do you like him better in this one or the first one? Uh, I always like Paul Rudd. Yeah, me too. Uh, he's, he's great in this. Yeah. He, he's actually just... You know, I like his character in this one because he's just consistent. Yeah. The whole movie. And he's just there for the ride. Like right. he is a guy who's on house arrest. He's trying to just stay away from the law and mm-hmm. everybody else keeps dragging him into it. Yeah. But on the flip side, he's dragged all of them into it. So it's kind of like Yeah, there's not a lot of like character development. We don't have to see him go through no. some big growth. Done it. Yeah, like, we know who his daughter is. Ant-Man we know the situation. <laughs> and I love that his his ex-wife and her husband are still like they love him, right? Like they're just all there. I I like it. It's no, there's no massive you know crazy plot we have to deal with. It's just kind of like here's what we got to do. Here's what's happening. Let's go yep. do this, right? Yep. It's good. Uh, old Ant Man's great. Uh, what's his name? Douglas Michael. Michael Douglas. Douglas Michael in a phone yeah. book. He does fine. Uh, he's fine. Whatever. Wasp. Old and young. Michelle Pfeiffer. All right. Let's talk about Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. okay. Uh, so at the very first part, they de-age her. Yeah. And then they show her later on aged, mm-hmm. exactly the same. <laughs> she, she, she does. She does not look different. It, it, at one point, somebody her, looked, her hair's gray. Yeah, her hair's gray. At one point, I think somebody next to me was like, uh, you know, they're like, no way, she looks like that. Or somebody said like, no, no, like you know, like that's makeup. And I was like, no, nah, she looks good. Because like, I saw her in interviews and stuff. She she aged really well. Yeah, she looks the same. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just incredible. older. Uh, young Wash, uh, you know, what's her name? Evangeline Lily. Lily Evangeline. Evangeline Lily. <laughs> In the phone. Man, book. we're killing it with names <laughs> this time. She was great. I love having her. The thought of seeing her with the Avengers now, I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited about that. So her, it's this is dumb, but yeah. seeing her in interviews, I, I don't like her. Really? As a person? Yeah. Well, that's There's weird. something weird. Well, <laughs> You know, I don't like women either, apparently, from the very beginning. So I don't know uh, why it is. She women seems, actors you don't like or just seems, her? Hey, hey, now. She seems bored or with like is. every conversation she's in. Maybe know. she is. Who knows? I think she's fine. Uh, I, I love her I'm Lost. watching interviews anyway. Yeah, why are you watching? What are you doing no in your life? Uh, what about the villain? So Ghost was yeah, the villain. This, this is, is a simple villain. Yes, I, I thought that the villain could have been fine, but they tried to do too much almost. Her flashback was a little, that was the only part I had a problem with. Like, it was like, okay. Honestly, it was Morpheus that uh, that confused me (laughs) because his motivation seemed very like. He's a good guy in the comics. He's actually a good guy in the comics. He plays Goliath in the comics. Well, and I understood the good parts of his, uh, or the good guy parts of his uh, character. Yeah. He bends pretty quick. He's like, I'll help you out with her later. And he's like, all right, have fun, Hank. You know, it's like. All right, I mean, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. People always say Marvel has a villain problem. Whatever, like it's hard. If it, if the movie's not about Thanos, uh-huh. if the movie's not about the main villain, like, what's the point? Like, do we really <laughs> want to see a movie where it's all about whatever? You well, know what I mean? But minor villains are supposed to have actual motivations. Yeah. Now yeah. I thought she did. Ghost uh, did. Yeah, she was. She had a real motivation. She was in pain and wanted to be out of pain. Yes. Like that's obviously easy to understand. Yes. And she wasn't pure evil. She was just ow. It hurt. Just, Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make it stop. I actually like the side character villain guys too. The like the, like the kind of black market guys who were kind of bad but like kind of comedic. Like they were just kind of doing their own thing. But they like, were made comedic. Yeah. Like by other people. Yeah. They were trying. Yeah. They're to be trying to be the very time. serious. Like you know. Yeah. That was great. Uh, the other the last little side characters there would be his buddies, Luis's friends, and they've started their own business now. And yeah, Bubba they were Yaga very side. And Ti isn't one of them a rapper? Ti. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh, Storyline was good. Fine. Mm-hmm. Simple. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. Did we get enough ants? 
That was a, that was a huge question. You say yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like more ants. The seagull uh, scene was pretty funny. I found the lack of wasps an interesting choice because oh. it's called Ant Man and the Wasp. We saw ants, zero wasps, well, except for one wasp, wasp who was a girl. Why isn't she just a flying? She ant? wasn't a wasp. They have so. those. Yeah, she could have uh, Ant Man and the female ant. That doesn't sound to have the same. Ant Man and Ant Girl. An Ant Girl. <laughs> ant Easy. Girl. Done. Uh, I love that when when Tony looks at. Uh, I think it was Tony. Somebody looks at Spider Man. He goes Spider Man. He goes. He like goes. Yeah, it's like Spider Boy or something. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. uh, how does this link into Avengers Four? So we talked about it at the end. Very in the very last end sequence, he comes out of the quantum realm. No, he's or in he, the I'm sorry, realm. he's in the quantum realm. Yes, you're correct. And yes. he goes, guys, guys. And then and, we, as the viewer, and outside we see dust, ashes. See everybody's dusty. Somebody lit a bonfire next to them, and the people and are gone. Ashes going. And Ant Man is inside the quantum realm with apparently no escape. With no escape. Available. No escape. But. But that's where he fixes everything. He, this is where I may explain the entire plot for hey. Avengers 4. You cre- you ready for this? So what? if you don't want any spoilers at all, close your ears. This is... Well, it, remember my last plot when I... I can't hear you. Remember when I told... Ears <laughs> he's closing his ears. I can't hear it at all. If you remember, before Avengers Infinity War, I told the entire plot of that, and I was... Dead wrong. 23% correct. Dead wrong. So, so I could be 25% correct here. So here's my plot, okay? Here's what's happened. Ant-Man's inside the quantum realm. Now, you'll remember she said, watch out for time tunnels. Ah, Remember that? I did say that. Time tunnels. Big. Well, guess what happens? Tie in. He finds a time tunnel. And this ties in with what Feige said. Oh, it ties in a lot. You know, he's a time tunnel. Okay. Yeah, I said it. You said it, but then I jumped on it. So jump to the future. Boom. Now we're like 20 years in the future. Whoa, 20 years. Old Tony's there. Old Tony. He's like, I'm old. He's got older stuff about him. Wow. He's older. Hulk Hulk and Banner have fused into Professor Hulk. So now yes. they're one human being. Okay. Yeah. Ronan, Hawkeye. Hawkeye's whole family has died. He's like, I'm angry now. I'm Ronan. He right? This is actually probably true. Wait. Yeah. Ronan from No, no, no. Not Ronan. Ronin. Oh. Okay. okay. He's different. Sorry. Whoever Marvel should have some guy like, hey, you can't use Ronan. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but I changed the A to an N. I. Yeah, yeah. Ronan. Okay. <laughs> well, he's changed to like a mean Hawkeye, okay? Tony's been building a glove. Still not scary. Tony's been building an alternate glove. All right, this is my theory. The world seems at peace, but at what cost? Because half of the people Every And Pepper Potts is like, Tony, move on with your life. You've got to move on. He's like, I can't move on. I can't do it. I have this other glove I've been building secretly. I'm old Tony. I'm old Tony. I've got old stuff about me. Time travel via the quantum realm. He comes through the tunnel. Whoa, what's happening? Okay. Who does? Ant-Man. Ant- Ant- Scott, we thought you were dead, Tony says. And he's still young. And he says, I'm not dead. I'm not old like you. Okay, that's what he says. Well, now Tony says, hey, guess what? You can do time travel. Well, I have this glove I've been building. You want to go get the stones? Sure. Mm. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. At what cost? Because he has to get everybody back, right? So he starts, he goes back to like the Battle of New York and he gets the stone before he gets the... How did he get back? The time, the quantum realm. In the quantum Time realm. tunnel. He brought Tony with They're going back. Yeah, they're using that now. Oh. Because the stuff's still set up on, on that building 20 years later in the future. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So he goes back in time and the Russo brothers, there's been some, some shots, some old shot. I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. <laughs> there have been some uh, set pieces that have been leaked. Okay. Uh-huh. And it looks like they're back in time Battle of New York. Well, the Bruce brothers said, oh, remember when Tony did that thing with his parents and it was young Tony? Yeah. That's what he's doing. That's what those set pieces no, say. No, it's not. No, it's not. They're actually back in time. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Here's where, here we go. Okay. They grab the first stone. Thanos is on his ranch. He's maybe like milking a cow or something. He looks at his glove. Uh-oh. One of the stones is gone. Oh, cra- oh snap, he says. <laughs> a big laugh. The audience loses it. He looks at it. Oh, I better go back. So he goes back in time. Now we've got this epic time battle going on because they're jumping from time to time, getting all the other stones. Whoa. Thanos is losing stones. But he has the time stone. All of his gems, his precious gems. Doesn't he have the time stone? Yeah, but not, don't worry about that. They're going back. Captain America shows up. He, he wields Mjolnir because guess what's back? Mjolnir. The, the staff. The, the hammer. The hammer, right? Yeah. T- Captain goes, go through the time tunnel. I'll hold him off. Okay, don't die. Guess what happens to Captain America? Dies. Dies. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> no, he fight. Everybody loses it. He, oh, more Captain America. He's got Mjolnir. He dies. Uh, Loki's back. Thor dies. Each stone requires a sacrifice again. It ends with Tony and the soul stone, okay? He goes, you need something you love. Well, guess who he loves? Him and Pepper Potts have had a kid. Oh, no. He has to give up his future life. He goes, oh, if I do this, it'll ruin everything. I won't be married. I won't blah, blah. I'll give up at all. Just so he gives up. Again. 
Well, that's not going to happen because oh. it's the Marvel comics. So, <laughs> so he sacrifices a future life, son, whatever. They beat Thanos. Tony snaps or Captain Marvel snaps or Nebula snaps. Somebody's wearing the gloves. Somebody snaps. There's a oh, snap. They snap. Okay. Second snap. Uh, the world resets. Now here's what happens. The, merge, the universes are merged. We see Fantastic Four symbol. We see maybe an X-Men symbol. Maybe Whoa. Professor X rolls in and they're all like, this, everything's better. Roll credits. Okay. And maybe Wolverine comes out. And he's alive now because old man Logan's not old anymore. Done. Game over. You're welcome. He's not in Hugh Jackman anymore. If Feige was listening to... You know what's happening? The reason we haven't heard the title of Avengers 4 is because they have no clue what they're doing. They haven't even... Like, they're just panicking right now. And now they're going to listen to that. Feige's going to listen to this and he's going to go, oh my word, he's cracked the code wide open. He's cracked it wide open. He's figured it all out right this quick. Yeah. My concern is... Done. That this is way too Phase five. Nah, it doesn't matter. This is this is exactly what's gonna happen. I have a twenty three percent success yeah. rate. I I would like now to hear that again, uh, as Luis, as told by Luis. All right, so man, look, <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, how much? The, I wonder if we paid him how much he would do that for us. All right, so this is a comedy. Let's get man. Let's get in the main event. We have dithered and dallied and dathered on. This has been a long. Well, it's only thirty five minutes in. We're fine. Oh, good. Uh, so this was a comedy. We decided to talk about laughter. Mm. <laughs> Joy and happiness. Uh, because the Bible talks a lot about this. Yes. So before we uh, get into the scripture, because we're going to do a lot of scriptures, it's going to be awesome. Woo. Jeremy, what is the, where's, what's the happiest you've ever been? What do you think? This is just fun. Trip down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Could be right now. This could be your happiest moment. This might be it. Yeah, this is yeah. probably it for both of us. Because it's a continuous build. Mm-hmm. Every moment, I'm happier than I was new, the last moment. A new moment. The happiest I've ever been. Yep. Man, I don't know, because you get those like uh, glimpses. So it's yeah. easy to say. A burst. When my son was born. Oh, yeah. I was deliriously That's happy. That's a great one. Yeah, me too. My kiddos. But at the same time, I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Not about my kid, but You're about stressed. my poor wife. Yeah. <laughs> Anxious. birth. Exactly. And birth is hard. Um, yeah, man. There's been, there's been a lot of great stuff. Oh, I know. Marriage I know. and, yeah. Uh, when I was first, when I first became a Christian, yep. uh, there was, this was like, I don't know. I have, I have a day that I know I would save that day. Uh, so this is like six or seven days after that. Mm. I was driving. I was at my regular job doing my regular gig. And I was driving up uh, 360 here yeah. in Virginia, yeah. headed north. And uh, I was kind of praying, but kind of just sitting. And I was just deliriously happy. Yeah, I've uh, had moments like that too. Crying, yeah. laughing at the same time, just about the like this tremendous overjoyed feeling yeah. of my new salvation. Yeah, my top here's my top 3. Hmm. Uh the birth of my children. Yep. My wedding and when Marvel officially bought <laughs> <laughs> It's a good That's In a, no particular order, those are my top if, See what I did there? If we're talking about comedy that's excellent that because good. that's a tie-in. Yes, that's impromptu. Exactly. That's how a comedic mind works. Yeah, I know. Well done. Brilliant. Well done. Uh, no, I'm kidding. My wife, please forgive me. What about laughter? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you find funny? What like what gets you? Like if you see it, no matter what, like is it a cat video that will do it? <laughs> you know, what I mean, like some people video. are like that. Ha- that tickles my funny bone. Who is it? What is it? My favorite thing is when someone is clever in yep. a way that's not obvious. Oh, like when I just. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm I'm dead serious. Like if, yeah, if that's somebody, good. a lot yeah. of times it's something that will go missed. Yeah, and uh, other like I like when somebody says something that they know was funny and nobody else around them. Oh yeah, gets I love it. that. I yeah. love that. That's so the thing funny. I hate is when they try to repeat it. You ever oh, done yeah. that? That's the worst. Like when you say something really funny at a at a a club. Right. <laughs> I meant to say at party, club. but yeah. you know, at a you club doing? that we go to, uh, <laughs> you're like at a Swedish, cl- Swedish EDM club or something. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and you say, you, like, you're yelling with music like, Hey, yeah. and nobody hears it. And then you right. like have to repeat it later on. And I they hate cut the that. music right as you're yelling. Yeah, let it be. Time. Just let it be. Uh, you know, what gets me like, I like as, as much as I say it a lot, I get, like I like absurd comedy, hmm. like absurd, like Seinfeld stuff, Monty Python, things that are just absurd really get like, that's where I go. So that's like my comedy. What really gets me laughing. Yeah. But, and cat videos. And cat videos. Of course. Of course. Um, la- thinking about one right now and I'm about to lose it. Uh, let's talk about, have you ever seen the movie Pollyanna? No. All right. Well, it's an old Disney movie called Pollyanna. It's okay. Really great. She dies in the end. Spoiler alert. Oh, it's super sad. Oh. Uh, but no, but the rest of the movie is great. The pr- there's a preacher in the movie Pollyanna, and he's like this fire and brimstone preacher, and you know the congregation has to sit underneath this, and they just kind of get bombarded with it. Well, Pollyanna looks at him and says, why don't you talk about joy? Hmm. 
And he goes, what? You know, and he kind of is convicted by Pollyanna. And he says, I'm going to preach. He gets up on the pulpit and he says, I'm going to preach about joy now. Yeah. Every sermon is going to be about a new passage of joy. Mm-hmm. Well, in the English Standard Version of the Bible, the words joy, rejoice, or joyful, this is interesting, appear a total of 430 times yeah. compared with happy or happiness, which only appears 10 times. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because when we, if I said, what does it mean to be joyful? I think most people would say, oh, be happy. Right? Nope. You don't think, but you don't think. Oh, I think they would yeah, say that. I yeah. think because that's kind of how we equate like, oh, joyful is happy. Right. Well, that's, that's Extra not happy. Yeah. So we're going to kind of talk about that. Um, is that what it means to be joyful? Is that what to be happy? Does that, you know, whatever that means? Because right. we, we literally just said, what's a really happy time? Well, the birth of our children. Mm-hmm. Well, that's joyful. Yes. But I don't think it's happy. Right. Because it's stressful. It's, I'm anxious, but I'm crying. You know, have you ever heard somebody say, these are happy tears? That makes mm-hmm. no sense. That's an oxymoron. Like, happy tears? Like, right. what? Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about joy. Joy is a characteristic of God's people. It's found in his presence. Yes. Right? What about this phrase? God cares more about your holiness than your happiness. What do you think? How do, you, well, do you agree with it? Do you understand the sentiment of it? No. Well, yeah, I understand it. Yeah. I would say that those are always going to be linked. I think holiness includes... Yeah, uh, it includes joy. Yeah, it's there's a distinction there that we don't make in our language where happiness we mean like surface, like I'm comfortable uh, and uh, and happy. I don't know. Yeah. A good synonym ha- yeah. For that. Yeah. But the but happiest joy, I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. Joy is that completeness where you're like uh, where you're filled up. It's like a peace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's a mistake where you think that holiness is going to leave you. Uh, without a smile on your face. Yeah. Like holiness is going to fill you with joy. It is that, you know. To be a monk is like holy. People think like, <laughs> oh great, a monk, that's a lot of fun. They sit yeah. there and they whip themselves and they write the Bible for 20 right. hours a day or whatever. Yeah, righteousness is a joy to the yeah. believer. It's not a burden or a tr- struggle or a trial. It, yeah. It comes with struggles and trials, but holiness, like we're going to be in- impossibly happy yeah. with the Lord. After uh, after all this is done, and like, I've stolen this from Piper. Piper says something equivalent. I'm paraphrasing, but he says the uh, the happiest or the most joyful because he's the king, you know he loves to talk about joy and all this yeah. stuff. He he says the most joyful a Christian, a spirit filled believer ever can be is is following God's law. Yeah, like sure. being in God's you know being actively obedient to God's word and His law and all this stuff. Um, and so for a Christian being holy, that's why I just kind of disagree with the I get the sentiment of it, but I disagree with the wording of it because to be holy is to be happy in God's kingdom. Yeah. To be a son and a daughter of the king and to follow his decrees is happiness. That is perfect happiness. Yeah. And it's a purified happiness where your circumstances are inconsequential, where yeah. you can be in prison or you can be about to be crucified, yeah. uh, you know, and, and still find that you are happy even as you are sorrowful. Like, yeah. It can all happen. We were, we were reading, I think, man, I think it was Romans or John. We were going through one of the books of the Bible with my kids in Sunday school class, my youth kids. Mm-hmm. And one of the, we were talking about being in heaven and just the perfection of it, no sin and anything of like that. And one of the, the kids said, Oh, well that's going to sound so boring. There's no drama. Mm-hmm. And I said, you like drama? And they're like, yeah, you know, that's exciting going to school and who said this and that, and that's, you know, gossiping. Yeah. And I said, that's awful. I said, you like it when people talk about you behind your back? No. Well, that's what you're talking about. You're like right. heaven. Heaven is all the joyous, wonderful things of this life without sin. Yeah, like that sounds amazing, and that's not boring. That's that's exciting and adventurous, and there's always something new. I mean, that's to worship the King. Yeah, like if that bores you, then you need to reevaluate the way you're reading your Bible. You need to reevaluate your heart because that's ex- like I can't wait. Yeah. to do that. And the drama will be there. It will be the the drama is unveiling the, of mystery. Yeah, like, yeah. The, it'll be like I never oh, understood word. that. Yeah, it's if like, you don't think that's dramatic, like wow. Yeah, and if you think you're going to arrive at uh, in heaven knowing everything, yeah, that's crazy. Like yeah. God will always reveal more of Himself for eternity because there will always be more depths, uh, more facets for us to see. Yeah. So let's look at God's Word, the Good Book. See what it says about joy, laughter, happiness, all these things. I got these from a website called unlockingthebible.org. And I'm not sure who locked up, locked it up, no, or who has the key. But they compiled this, so thanks, thank you for unlocking it for us. Thank you. Uh, so this is the first little. So I just say that because this is their format, and I stole okay. it. Uh, lasting joy, sorrow, and suffering will pass, but joy continues in spite of hardship. Yep. Joy comes with the morning. Eternal joy is promised to come, and when it does, it lasts. So here's Psalm 30, 
uh, verse 5, if you read that for us. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. I love that verse because there's always this, consistently throughout Scripture, there's a contrast. Like, his anger is towards a generation, but his faithfulness, his love, is towards 10,000 generations. Mm. You know, And it's always like, here's, here's his wrath, here's his anger, now here's his love and abundance and joy. It's, and it's always this contrast between like, man, if you think this is rough, can you imagine what's going to happen in the future? Can you, you know, it's just great. And so there it is again, sorrow and suffering, that's going to pass, but joy is eternal. It it will come and it will last. You know, it's this uh, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Like it's a new day. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, Forgiveness will come. Mm -hmm. Here's second, uh, and here's Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace which, in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I think we've talked about that in the past with Yoda, like, faith produces suffering. Or maybe I preached about it and did that. Oh, heavens. Um I love because now this goes back to not happiness. This is saying that in the midst of suffering, yeah, in the midst of trials and in endurance, actually you can have joy in the midst of that. Yeah, you don't have to get through it to get back to joy. Yeah, and if you look at somebody who's suffering, you go, "Are you happy?" Right. They go, "No." <laughs> well, are you question. joyful? Yeah, I, I can be joyful in suffering. Yeah, but I can't be happy in suffering. Right? There's a difference. Yeah, there's a distinct difference, and it's uh, really attached to believers. The other part of that is. Um, Joy comes with knowing you have peace with God. Like we talked about, it's shalom. Knowing at the end of the day that if a meteor, a tiny microscopic meteor comes and pierces my heart or pierces my brain, right? And it's just me. Um, Knowing at the end of the day that I am right with God, like that gives me great joy. Because there are plenty of people who will put their head on their pillow at night and have no peace with God. Yep. And will be under God's wrath. And that is terrifying. That should, if they realized it, if they weren't blinded by their own sin, it it would force them to not sleep. They would stay up all night. And so um, joy comes with the morning. Weeping may last for the night. Uh, the next one there is John sixteen twenty two. Do you mind reading that one? So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. And that's a promise from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so uh, if you don't think, don't believe that, you need to read on because, uh, you know, Acts, the book of Acts is there with the disciples and the apostles who, uh, from church history, we know they all go on to horrible deaths, Yep, except for John, really. And uh, there is suffering, there is sorrow now, and they all are looking, gazing upon the face of Jesus Christ right now, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, so he, no one can take that joy from us if we are resting in Christ. The next thing is satisfying joy. Unlike happiness, joy is true satisfaction. Several times, God, God's word describes joy as full or complete. Joy satisfies the heart in a way that temporary happiness never can. Uh, so this is often when I talk with my kids, I, I, can, I talk about these kind of terms of instant gratification and then lasting gratification. Instant gratification is you and your girlfriend messing around, doing stuff, whatever. F- perfect satis- satisfaction is waiting for your wife, yeah. right? Um, and there's all things like that. Instant gratification is stealing from your boss. Perfect satisfaction is waiting for that raise and working for it and all these things. So there's yeah. different things like that you can... Uh, no, knowing contrast. that when you have it, when you have the yeah. thing that you want, it's something that God has blessed you with. Yeah. And you can... You've earned ex- it. You've worked for it. It's come from God. It hasn't been your own you know, hand trying to take it. Uh, Psalm 4, 7 says, You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. A lot of people look to happiness in a bottle. Mm. Uh, they can't wait to get home and drink. Uh, they can't, you know, and there's nothing wrong with wine, some beer, uh, but there are people who, alcoholics, right. become addicted to it mm. and they're medicating. It's self medication, mm-hmm. really, at that point. And you can do that with food or food, yep, grain, or grain, anything. All, kinds all these things are idols, can be uh, self medication, and what you really need is joy in Christ. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you put joy in my heart, then, then grain or then food or wine abound. Can you read the next one there? Yep, I've got John fifteen eleven. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. And then Philippians 2, 1 through 2. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord, and of one mind. Uh, so we can have a lot of joy right now as the church. 
Mm-hmm. And some of my most joyous moments have been at church, worshiping with my brothers and sisters, um, church events. I mean, the, experiencing the sacraments with each other. Yeah. Uh, I love there's this singer songwriter I've talked about in the past, Jordan Peterson. And he has this song where he talks about communion, this, you know, Holy Communion, Lord's Supper. The ordinance is almost like a kick in the teeth to the devil. Because you can go, the Bible says that if you're wrong with somebody, like if Jeremy and I hated each other, we had this thing. Before I go to the communion table, I should go grab Jeremy, drag him back to the table with me, mm-hmm. and we would both take partake of the Lord's Supper together and kick the devil in the teeth and say, look look at the unification yeah. we have in Christ. And I love that picture. And so in Christ, we are united as one, and we ha- and our joy is complete in him together, yep. right? And uh, 1 Peter uh, 1, this is verses 8 and 9, say, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you, you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Have you ever driven, you've probably done this, I've done this multiple times. Have you ever driven in your car and thought about your faith and thought how crazy it is? Like, you know, you, you just have moments where you're like, this yeah. is bonkers like like i'm in i love a guy who died for me 2000 years ago that i've I, never seen that i've never seen i want to worship this guy i want to do everything for him yep i love this guy i want to read a book i want to read all a, these people yeah i want to learn about i want to memorize things i want to i want to do a podcast about him yeah it's crazy i mean it's, sometimes i think it's crazy and you read that though you have not seen him you love him though you do not see now see him you believe in him like this is and rejoice and rejoice and this is what we're doing yeah, we, 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 you know, people say I'm strange. Does that make me a stranger? My best friend was born in a manger. There's DC talk for you, right? <laughs> um, but that's, you know, that's the, how I feel. Like my best friend was born in a manger. Uh, hi, nice to meet you. My name is Heath. You know, yeah. uh, it's just, it's wild. It's wonderful. And that verse talks about that again, that uh, uh, the oneness of the body yeah. of Christ yeah. where we have, we have the same love. The object of our love is the, the exact same uh, person. And it's being in full accord and of one mind. Like we, we have this, uh, this need and desire for unity, uh, but it's not a unity in all things. It's, it's a unity yeah. in Christ, right? So, all right, we'll, we're, we'll go a little bit faster here through some of these. Throughout the Old and New Testaments, uh, this is ever-present joy. Fullness of joy is found in the presence of the Lord. So this is First Chronicles sixteen twenty seven. It says, Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. And then Psalm five eleven. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may exult in you. And then we have spirit-filled joy, which is uh, Esther 8, 6. The Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. And then 1 Kings eight sixty six. On the eighth day, he sent the people away, and they blessed the king and went to their homes joyful and glad of heart for all the goodness that the Lord had shown to David, his servant, and to Israel, his people. I think of in the New Testament, Paul says something like, uh, we delighted in the plundering of our households. Hmm. And, and it's just like so funny, like well, you delighted in the plundering of your house. You know, when, when the early acts, uh, church had everything in common and it's just this wonderful joy that they had together and the same spirit that lived in them now lives in us, right? The same uh, spirit of Christ. And so, uh, we don't have to try to model the early acts church. We shouldn't do that. Right. It's, it's a different time. Uh, but the same things can happen. We should love each other and have things in common and unity with one another. Uh, the last one here that we'll talk about is sacrificial joy. Building our own kingdoms and following our own agendas may offer temporary joy, but not lasting joy. Building God's kingdom offers a special joy that can't be replicated. So this is Luke ten seventeen. The 72 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And if you remember the rest of that, Jesus says, don't don't rejoice in that. Rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. Yeah, that's in the Father's genius. book. And then in the next one there, uh, this is Luke fifteen. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, "Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost." Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety nine righteous persons who need no repentance. And so we have sacrificial joy in the way we serve in the kingdom in the way we uh, love each other, in the way we spread the gospel. Uh, there are just so many wonderful moments of joy. I, there was a, a, a camp that or we just went on with our kids. I didn't get to go, but it was a missions trip. And they, my, my leaders came back and were telling me a story about this one girl in particular. And it was so moving to me that I just started crying hearing the story because I just I love these kids. And mm. I loved to hear 
it was joyous to me to hear what God had done in that girl's life. Yeah. And it was just, so that is, there's joy in the kingdom work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I, it's great that I'm building a home and I'm, it's great that I'm raising my kids. That's kingdom work, yeah. right? Uh, it's great that I'm doing, you know, maybe I'm trying to make myself better or do this. Other, you know, there's other, there's all sorts of stuff, stuff that's kingdom work. Uh, but the, you know, true joy is not found in making, making your own garden, but it's tending the garden God's given you and all that stuff. So, uh, the last little bit thing I wanted to add here was I asked some, some friends, I said, what does it mean that God who is unchanging, impassable, uh, doesn't experience passions like we would, does God have a sense of humor? Cause that's an interesting question, right? And I think there's a few ways you can look at it. I don't think, I think God interacts in history mm. and puts things in place in comedic ways. Like I think about Elijah and the prophets at Mount Carmel right. and the fact that he, this is inspired word and he's sitting there going, where's your God? Is he relieving himself? You know, I mean, these are words that the Lord has given Elijah in this moment yep. and it's very comedic. The other thing too is Jesus is comedic. He talks about Herod and he says, go tell that vixen, that female fox, you know, uh-huh. you go tell that fox that, uh, how, you know, they have whole, all sorts of stuff. And so I think there are moments where, especially when Jesus talks to the Pharisees, where there are comedic things that are lost on us, but right. they are funny. Um, so I, th- I don't think it's appropriate to say that God is uh, funny. Right. You know, I think that's irreverent. Because there's no lightness to God. And a lot of what we yeah. mean by comedy is like really light and frivolous. Yeah. And I don't think God is frivolous. No, I, you know, and I don't think, you know, the Bible, I think the Bible speaks about God laughing or something, but he's, he's laughing at the sin of uh, man. Or right. Something. It's usually a derisive laugh. Yeah. It's usually a derisive laugh. This, uh, yeah. And I'm sorry, this isn't on the outline, but there's no, please laughter. Like, I think we can get this idea of joy where joy is always tears. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake. Oh yeah. Um, so here's a couple things from, uh, from the Bible. Great. So Proverbs 14 says, even in laughter, the heart may ache and the end of joy. That's not a good one for this. <laughs> Jeez, you just got flipped. And uh, this is a different one from yeah. Proverbs 17. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Uh, and Psalm 126, then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongues with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord had done great things for them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ecclesiastes three, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Like, Joy is not devoid of laughter or merrymaking. Oh, no, for sure. Uh, so don't feel like the only time where you're being joyful is where you're crying because of the cross. Yes. That is a joyful thing, but it's it's not to be divorced from merrymaking with yeah. our brothers and sisters. Yeah, go laugh. You know, go drink wine and laugh and be merry and have some fun with friends and uh, go enjoy the God's good gifts for us. And do it to the Lord. Go, Yeah, and do it to the Lord. Go have a cookout with your neighbors. Yep. It's great. And have a great time. Uh, anyways, thanks so much for listening to the Nerd Gospel Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's been fun to record. Wow. I, you know, I love thinking back to Ant-Man and talking about joy. Jeremy and I like a good laugh. We like, we like a good we laugh. We laugh all the time. We laugh all the time. Uh, if you've enjoyed this, go check out our other brothers. Uh, we have, we, like we said at the beginning, we're a part of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Mm-hmm. You can follow the mega feed on iTunes. I think it's other places as well. I'm sure it's everywhere. I'm sure it's everywhere. Yeah. Go check it out. Society of Reformed Podcasters is all sorts of great feeds on there. I think we're going to be doing some collaboration stuff coming up where there's, That's there's the word. rumors yep. and rumors of war whispers. and whispers of war, <laughs> whispers of collaboration. Uh, so be looking for that. If you enjoyed this episode, give it a like, give it a share, tell a friend. I don't a know. review would not yeah, be review? a miss. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, whatever. Whatever you want to do. Uh, as always, thanks so much for listening. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Stay nerdy.
Let's grow.